We them niggas at the park, we just wanna ball Selling dope to get a car and don't know what it's called Niggas foul, but the referees don't get involved It's the finals and my dogs came to take it all With the hair on, nigga, I'm LeBron Quarter milli for my car and that's on the Quran You running with me, nigga, or you better run Two times for you pussies, cause you know who number one These bitches all on my dick Is it all of my cars? They say my heart and my sick This bar that helped me Shapar This a 10 million flip, so nigga, fuck what you talk What's up, what's up, what's good with it, everybody? We are back again for another episode of the Pick and Roll Podcast. And it's finals time, y'all, so y'all know what time it is on this scene. Y'all know we got another fire episode for y'all. Sam, what's good? What's up, man? You know we good over this way. I know you hype, man. I know this this right around, yeah, this right around, right up, yeah, Ali. You've been, you've been here before, so you you comfortable with the position that you in right now. But it's about time to rename it. <laughs> well, we got a special guest on the episode with us today, man. He is a pick and roll podcast listener. He he's a loyal listener. He's been listening to us for a little while now. And beyond that, he's a close friend to me and Sam. We went to college with us, and this guy knows his sports. So we had to get him on the show. He goes by the name of Pat, aka Peasy, aka First Street's <laughs> Finest. So however y'all want to address him, it is what it is, but. Pat, what's good, baby? What's up, fellas, man? I appreciate it. No doubt, man. No doubt. Let's jump straight in. Let's jump straight into it, man. We before we get to the finals, we gotta talk this last series that just ended, man. We gotta talk Bucks and Raptors. And this, man, this is a a, a confusing series, man. This is a <laughs> series that is hard to really wrap your head around. Like, well, like, like. I don't know. We've had this discussion before. Like our listeners heard last episode how confident we were in the Bucks and <laughs> how wrong we are now. Like this, like it complete change. Would, would you agree, Sam? Yeah, we was flat out disrespectful. I actually listened to the episode uh, like two days ago just because I knew how we was. Like I remember what like what the big picture of what was said, but I couldn't remember exactly what all was said. Like the little details. Of disrespect that we was throwing out there. <laughs> we got nasty, huh? Oh my god, bro. We was hot take machines. We <laughs> we was man <laughs> it, so much stuff changed in that series. Like it, it it's crazy, but I mean I feel like most people probably felt the same way at the at that time after game three, even though the Raptors had won that game, it just didn't look good for them at that moment. But then there's man, if somebody said if somebody said said that they was coming back from down 0-2, then they're down. Yeah, right? I don't, I find it hard to believe that anybody would would be confident unless you're a Raptors fan. If you're a Raptors fan, then maybe, but it ain't many yeah. of those floating around anyway. So I'm right. I'm finding it hard to believe that anybody <laughs> right. anybody felt any differently than we did. I have never met. I have never met a Toronto Raptors fan in my entire life. I don't <laughs> think I have either. I swear I don't. I, I pro- really I don't. promise you. I promise. But yeah. Out of all the crazy stuff that was said, we did say a couple things that actually was right. Um, or maybe me, I should say, said a couple things that was right. Oh, here he <laughs> goes. Here he <laughs> goes. <laughs> all right, look. Did I not say that 
Kawhi guard and Giannis gave them their best chance to win. Yes, but granted, that, I did say that I didn't think that that chance was a very big chance. I just thought they they gave them their best chance. But, yeah, because you said even with Kawhi guard and Giannis, they yeah, was gonna did, get beat four too, I just like think, we did. Yeah, so I think they could win the series. But all, but definitely. here's here's the thing though. You were you were pretty much right, and we were right at the same time, though, because yeah. me and Sauce were saying – we weren't saying don't have Kawhi guard him at all. We were saying you got to switch some games. Like, you cannot have Kawhi guard him from game one to the end of the series, and they come out on top. Basically, what we were saying is they had to do exactly what they did. First two games, Siakam was the primary defender on him. Heading into Toronto, shit changed real quick, and the series changed real quick. Soon as Kawhi got on him, and granted – me and Sauce were wrong about them being able to win with Kawhi being with Kawhi guarding Giannis and having to do everything he had to do on offense. You did give that uh, Raptors, I guess their uh, role players, more credit than me and Sauce did. We thought that they was pretty much what they were going to. We thought they were going to be what they had been in the past series, but they showed up, and you did call that. I give you credit for that, but. Let's talk about the series as a whole, man. As far as the Bucks and the Raptors are concerned, I touched on it a little bit, I guess, with the bench. But what would you guys say really changed? What was what went wrong and what went right in that series for it to shift the way that it did? Sam, we'll start with you. What what happened, man? What 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 happened in that? Um, first off, I think the biggest thing was that the Bucks got punched in their mouth and they did not respond to it at all. That um, they kind of folded. Um, and then also, I mean, I know the guy's young. I do feel like people are kind of being a little too hard on Giannis. But at the same time, you had a lot of people saying he was the best player in the world. You are most likely going to be MVP. You was leading the series 2-0. I ain't even going to say you got to bring it home. But if I'm going to call you a superstar, bro, you cannot lose four straight games after going up 2-0. I just I, – Agreed. I yeah, just, I, I just that's a fact. I a time with that, man. I, and then, like, looking at his – the numbers over the last four games for him is just – I mean, he was 20 and 9, which you, you might be like, that's not that bad. But, I mean, his field goal percentages and free throw percentages dropped so much. Like, he was 58% from the field in, in the regular season and playoffs. Right, and a few of them points was in garbage time anyway. Right, but right. Still, he he dropped all the way down to forty three percent in the, in the last four games, and from the free throw line, he was a forty seven percent free throw shooter. So he shoot seventy four for his career, man. Like that 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 got me like like was you nervous, bro? Like what's going on? Like he ain't never had to face a guy like Kawhi, and I felt like mm-hmm. it really fucked with him mentally. Like obviously he's young, so mm-hmm. he really had to be through. Be through he hasn't he has had to go through anything like this. But even with that being said, like Sam said, if you're the MVP, we need to see glimpses of that MVP. We're not saying all four of those games you gotta come out and be the Giannis that we know. But in one of those four games or two of those four games, we need to see that dog in you. And it looked almost like Kawhi mm-hmm. took that nigga's heart. Like he really like yep. he got in him early and was really just like Giannis was like. Damn, I can't do what I'm comfortable doing, so I don't really know what else to do. Like you could tell, you could see in his game that he wasn't comfortable out there. So, Pat, what's your take on this, man? What What do you think went wrong with the with the series? Um, well, y'all pretty much. I think we pretty much agree on 
most everything. I'm I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of Giannis. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh I am a fan of Kawhi. Um, but I do feel for Giannis because he's kind of going through what I saw LeBron go. That's through. true. Like, That's true. People when people kept saying like Bron don't have any moves, Bron can't shoot, all he does is bulldoze. You know what they yeah. say about LeBron. Um, but the thing, clearly, he's nothing close to LeBron because LeBron just does so much other things that Giannis exactly. Do. But Giannis, I think people are overlooking the fact that he really cannot shoot like at all. He got to get some type of mid. You know what I'm saying? Like people talk about Ben Simmons, but like. It, how could Ben Simmons be any worse than Giannis, though? To be honest, I think between those two, as far as shooting is concerned, the only difference, so Sam said this on plenty of episodes, the only difference is that confidence. Giannis got confidence. Because neither <laughs> yeah, one of them can shoot. Giannis just but, but will. Look, though, yeah. will shoot. I don't want to jump off, jump off to- topic, but I'm confused. I don't know if I'm the only person that saw this, but I have seen like numerous like highlight tapes, and I'm not about to lie and say I saw Ben Simmons play before um, college, but he was like known as a shooter. Yeah, like that shoot. was one of his strengths. And and the, the thing was, I I'm think confused. Sam touched on the last episode where he said Ben Simmons lets Nick it too often, and I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like you see the little things, like Sam said, there was a, a meme going around. I saw the same thing that said. How do, why the fuck does Ben Simmons have on a shooter sleeve and his ass can't shoot? <laughs> he came out the next game that sleeve. So you can tell that he's he's listening to what niggas is saying. And with that being said, you that's think- what that's what they were saying coming out of uh coming out of college and shit. Like, oh well, he can't shoot, he can't do this. And I think that shit then psyched him they to the point where that. he like, yeah, but before before college, he could shoot, he was a decent shooter. He was yeah. respectable. Yeah, no, I'm legit asking you. I didn't really like. Of course, I like because people was comparing him to Bron. So yeah. instantly, like I watched. Like, let me check this young nigga out. But well, it's something. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there in Philly. But with that whole Markel Fault situation, with that, and then uh, everything looking scary Simmons, over there. Like, it's looking real suspect. Like, what the? I'm confused. It's confusing. But anyway, um, I think both y'all was right. Um. As far as them getting punched in the mouth and Giannis, like not being used, I think not only Giannis, I think the whole team was just yeah. like, yeah, seen, like you know, that's like they, you know, what I'm saying that's their man. So like they ain't never seen Giannis not be able to take over, and they didn't know how to respond. So, um, but I just like to say for everybody, for all the LeBron fans, fuck George Hill. <laughs> um, he was awful last year, and then this year he's like, he was a different now. animal. He was <laughs> a different <laughs> animal. Rodney Hood too. Ain't no pressure. True, true. It's too much yeah, pressure. Like, playing these with niggas was like the face throw. of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, both of them niggas had crazy, had crazy playoffs this year, yeah, as opposed to them not being there. <laughs> hey, <but before laughs> they were non-existent last year. Before we get yeah. off this game, though, it's it's a couple more people I don't want to get let off the hook because I don't want to act like I'm giving Giannis all the blame. Uh, Middleton. Oh, we're, no, we're yet. We're we're, we're yet. Cause nowhere, I mean, my goodness, 
you up, you about to be a free agent. You ain't play like it. Goodness, he act like he want Sam, no money this summer. Sam, hold on, I'm gonna cut you off one second, just for one second. Chris Middleton is a prime example of how sorry the East is for one, and why they need to switch up how people get picked for the All Star game. But go ahead. That's a that's a great point. That's a great point. And then uh, Budenholzer too, man. Because I mean, yeah, you got your star player. He's clearly struggling. He he shot thirty five percent when guard when he was guarded by Kawhi. So Kawhi was really strapping mm-hmm. his ass. The whole world gotta, knew Kawhi was about to guard him. But Budenholzer got to find a way to get Giannis some touches closer to the basket where he don't got to work exactly. for him. That yeah, much. no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he he got to Budenholzer got to find a way to to, to and, get Giannis some easier buckets. He shouldn't have to drive through three people to get buckets all the time. You got to right. no reason he on TV arguing with Drake. Like, nigga, worry Play- about your <laughs> motherfucking. Right. Playoffs yeah. is about adjustments, man. You can, It's time to change it up. Raptors changed it up on you. Now you got to throw a counter. They didn't. And like like mm-hmm. I said, when I said the team got punched in their mouth, that was literally everybody. None, nobody responded besides Lopez. Yeah, yeah, he played out of his mind. The postseason ain't just for big players. It's for coaches. Yeah, man. Coaches get exposed, too, in the playoffs. He choked that away. You know what I'm saying? Giannis, I believe Giannis, you know what I'm saying, carried them this far. But even though Giannis was a no-show and neither was Middleton, but their coach ain't show up either, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's a fact. I'm giving Giannis 55 to 60% of the blame just because he's supposed to be the superstar. Yeah, and then everybody else – because he ain't getting all of it. Everybody else got to get the rest of that. Because it, it's just sad how, yeah. how that went down. They supposed to be playing in the finals. They choked that away. Yeah, that's a fact. So I want to ask y'all boys this. We touched on it briefly just now with Chris Middleton and him about to be a free agent. Now, obviously, this was supposed to be a big summer for him. He coming off the All-Star, uh, first All-Star appearance. And obviously, they had the best record in the NBA. So uh, basically, alongside Giannis, he was the reason why. So that basically spelled big money for him. Not no more. His, he's definitely not getting nobody's big money. Yeah, yeah. So if that's what I was going to say, do y'all <laughs> believe that somebody outside of Milwaukee is going to offer him big money, or do you believe that Milwaukee is going to do everything in their power to make sure he comes back? Do you think he gets cashed out, period? You know, Sam, what's your take? You know who's going to cash him out? <laughs> the Lakers. I know it's coming. <laughs> what the fuck? Listen, listen, you know how I know? is because y'all expressed interest in Bradley Bill, and y'all going to strike out on Bradley Bill and be like, fuck. And me. fall back on Chris him. Chris Middleton. Watch. I mean, I'm not no, mad at a Chris Middleton side. Yeah, me LeBron, too. I, I just didn't you know why he's going to stay there? Why? You know why he's going to stay there? Because they need him. Eric Bledsoe? Yeah. Awful. And they just <laughs> extended, <laughs> extended Bledsoe? Yeah. I was oh, a fan man. of Bledsoe, too. Because, you know, he's a LeBron guy, too. And can you be- And this is the same dude, I promise you. Because it was talks about Bledsoe coming to the Cavs. Or Bledsoe going to the Lakers when LeBron was. And I was like, dog, they would be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be crazy. Eric Bledsoe and Braun, he a baby Braun. No. And that's the the thing about Eric Bledsoe is, like you said, Eric Bledsoe was that dog. But I think the biggest thing with him is that he did not get better. No, nah, it's just he, he didn't did get, get better at all. He, he's he's inconsistent. Big. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from him. He got the wild card badge on the 2K. 
I love referencing the 2K badges, bro. <laughs> but for real, he got the wild card badge, bro. Like, you never know what you're going to get from him. He might give you 25 today, and he might give you six tomorrow. Like, you just really I don't hate, know. Because he's, he's definitely uh, capable. I hate when the analysts always say, like, even, like, with football or Fall, like how they trying to do Bryce Harper now and how they was trying to do Mike Trout. But, like, when they say soon as somebody get paid, like, they don't give a fuck no more. They like, fall back, yeah. It do seem like that with Eric Glassell, though, because he was killing. He was. He looked like a different man. I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. I never thought about it like that. He was like, killing. I mean, but he just stole. He, he just committed armed robbery. Well, no, he wasn't armed. He committed strong armed robbery with no gun. <laughs> for real, for, 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 for real, man. Like that's crazy. Yeah, you know they sick. They gotta be yeah. sick. It's like the Rockets. The Rockets gotta yeah. be sick. But I ain't gonna stop it. That that's a that's a segue. We're not gonna talk about that, but I did see reports of the Rockets made everything on a roster. Oh, but let me, hold up. Before let me set the record straight. Eric Bledsoe, we can't even I'm not about to compare. Eric Bledsoe to Chris Paul, because even though I hate Chris Paul, he's not even on the same planet as Chris Paul. Though. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. But let's um let's talk NBA Finals now, man. This is the most exciting time for an NBA fan. Now, I will say this: this NBA Finals is a little different than the finals that we've had in the past. Obviously, you know last why? year. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> last year with Braun and company being on the stage, people still expected the Warriors to come out on top and be like, "That the Warriors are going to win this series. It's just going to happen that way." And this this year is a little different. Like I think niggas still feel like the Warriors is going to win, but it's a different element to this series, I guess, because of all of the stuff that's going on with the injuries and not knowing who's going to be where, and the fact that it's Toronto in the finals that niggas didn't expect this to be the outcome in the East. So now you got a nigga like Kawhi who's been to the finals, who's been finals MVP on the other side. Like, shit, this is a little interesting, but what um when do y'all think KD is going to return? Do y'all think I obviously they ruled him out for game 1, but he did fly with them to Toronto. So does that mean he'll be back game 2? What do y'all think? You, Pat, when you think he'll be back? Um I honestly I think it's so much like beyond I think it's bigger than him like his injury as far as him coming back. I personally think that KD has played his last game for the Warriors. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think it's so much riding on him coming back because it's like it's if he comes back, like if he comes when it, like, all right. You know it's going to be because like, of him. Exactly, like, if they come back and lose it, it's going to be because of KD. Everybody's yeah. gonna be saying they play better without KD. But Fact. also... I feel like this may be the last chance to get that finals MVP. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm telling That's y'all, it's like, it, what, the next year, regardless of me being a LeBron fan, and I believe that he's going to get another superstar, maybe two, but it's going to be, with KD leaving and some free agents, like, the league is going to be way better. And it's going to be even, so... I don't think the Warriors will have a 
an easy road like how they have before, though. So, yeah, I I agree with that. I think uh, I was I've been reading a lot and listening to these analysts and people that are really inside the Warriors camp, like people that actually have a, a foot in the door and they know a little more than what we think, know. Do you and think most that they're of trying these... to get KD? I don't mean to cut you off, but do you think they like secretly in the Warriors organization that they're trying to make KD lean towards not playing so Steph? Yes, yes, yes. That's, yes. So that's what well. I was going to say. That's why I, I think you. that what they're going to do is they're trying to move, like obviously – to Warriors fans, KD is still the face of the – I mean, uh, Steph is still the face of the franchise. But to the outside NBA world, everybody's like, KD, Shit, KD is, is that best. nigga. Yeah. KD is the best player on that team. And I think the Warriors have an opportunity now to shift the focus back towards Steph and lead them back mm-hmm. to where they began before mm-hmm. KD got there, which is Steph is the face of this franchise, and he's the future of what we're going to do here. And like you said, this to me also is Steph's – Last big chance to get that finals MVP. I think if he goes to the finals again, obviously he's got a chance, but he's not going to have a chance as big as this one right here. Because I, and this you know the table's crazy? set for him. It's set. But but look, you know what else is crazy though? You know how when just I was listening to Nick Wright talk about this earlier, and he made sense because we always go off the winning team gets the finals MVP, even though technically it's not supposed to be like that. Like It's supposed to be the best the performance. Best player, it, cause so he was saying how LeBron should have won a uh, finals MVP over Andre Iguodala, which I agree with. But I think if they do it how they – if they're going off how they usually go off of it with Andre Iguodala winning it, uh, Draymond Green has been playing the best uh-huh. of his career in my mm-hmm. eyes. So – I think I think even though KD might not be playing and AD might I mean uh Iggy might be losing a step I think he Draymond. That's a fact. That's a fact. Sam, what's your take, man? Let's let's get you to chime man, in on this whole KD thing. Hey, look, man, look. <laughs> Steph going to get the finals MVP, man. But even if I'm he don't, it's not that big of a deal. This finals MVP just moved him into a, a uh, exclusive uh, yeah. class of players. Yeah, like, it does. It does. Like, it's not like he's not going to be uh, validated if he don't get a finals MVP. That should just take him to another level. Hold yeah, he's solidified without I will. I will agree. I will say I'll admit that, you know, I hate the Warriors. And I hate Steph, like, more than I hate anyone in the NBA. <laughs> so, my main argument when I argue with people is, man, he don't have no finals MVP. Like, so don't talk to me <laughs> until he get a finals MVP. So go ahead. But yeah, and um, as far as KD, I I don't think that we'll see him again. But I don't think it has anything to do with Steph winning the finals MVP. I just think that the injury is something bigger than what they want to say because they don't want to sabotage their free agency, man. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's game one of the finals. He still ain't touched the court in no basketball activities at all yet. Like, Fact. He, he hasn't done anything. So, we're looking at probably – I mean, how many games is – how how many days is in between the games? What, two? Yeah. yeah. Well, depending. Depending. So we, I think it's two. So, we look at game three Obviously, you four, got that shift. In a week, we're looking at game three or four. So that means if he's going to be playing in game three or four, he's going to have to be getting on the court 
disappeared within like the next day or so. Yeah, and the fact that the fact that he didn't travel with the team that on bowl will because when you injured exactly. you want to be around your training staff and your, your facility just in case something go bad you like okay well we know how Y'all to monitor so? that. you can't yeah because yeah, you can't do that from Toronto I like your guys so. but I love how they try to make it seem like just because KD traveling like that means that he's good I personally I said it from the beginning tell them that, you know, they can check the tweets. Like, as soon as he I said, oh, he tore that ACL. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I said that from the beginning. Well, not that, but I just knew that it was a way better. It was serious. It was it was more serious. And it might it might have been, instead of a ruptured Achilles, he might have tore it. Exactly. And That's I not the just only way you think, hurt your Achilles, you know what I'm saying? He could have just why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he travel, though? It's the finals. It's not nah, like this but, the first, because the first, he, he, first game of the first round. If he had optimism of actually playing soon, he'd be home getting treatment. Like oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I yeah, him saying. traveling, actually, to me, what I'm taking from him traveling is meaning that he's further away from playing than what he anticipates. Like, the treatment ain't doing him no good right now. Man, I'm going to tell y'all like this. I watched today. They showed him walking to get on the plane. And yeah, I'm I saw that too. He was like walking this. slow. He ain't look like he he anywhere close to playing. Just by the yeah, way, he nah, was he walking. was low key limping. If he can, right, if he can barely walk, what yeah. what are y'all gonna get from this man on you the court? You saw what I did. You see what I see? I saw him. I saw him walking to the plane, but he was trying his absolute hardest man. to walk regular for them. Families. Yeah, that's and I it saw. looked way worse. Yeah, I and saw it that. looked way worse. Yeah, I definitely peeped. You that, saw so. when he was in the gym with the flip flops on, walking across. Yes, he was walking slow then. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think like just like Pat said, we ain't gonna see KD again in a Warriors uniform. It's looking like it's pretty much over for that. But and before we move on, let me ask y'all a question though. Do you think that if the injury is more serious than what they lead knowing, do you think that it'd be possible that he might sign a one-year deal with the Warriors again? I, I think that that's not – I don't even like – I don't even think that that's out of the question, even if the injury isn't severe. Even if it's a, a, a um, I guess, an ordinary injury and he is able to bounce back and become himself quicker than people are expecting, I still don't think it's outlandish for him to sign a one-year deal just, just to see how everything else plays out in free agency and see where he can really set his cards. Because this free agency, let's keep it a buck. It's a lot of big name guys out there that's they that's, that's going to be shuffling around. Adam Silver was so, on ESPN and he said it was forty percent of the league is free agents this year. And I mean, it is what it is. And think about it like this: next summer, you got guys, you got AD that's going to be a free agent next year. So you got the opportunity to sign a one year deal with the Warriors, go out here. You know, chase some more of your legacy, get your championship numbers up, and then the following year, you never know. We might fuck around and see KD team up with somebody else. Like, I was, I was thinking. Can I answer your question with a question? What's that? With Sam, Sam asked, uh, "Would he sign? Do you think he's gonna? He could possibly sign a one-year deal with the Warriors? Do y'all think? I know I ain't the only one that's seen them talks heating up because I watched a couple segments today and. I watched a couple shows that rarely, like, feed into the, you know, the media hype drama that ain't right. going to happen. Like, Michael Jordan coming back and playing with LeBron, shit like that. Uh, right. But I've been, them Kyrie to 
LA talks have been heating up. And do you think Man. that Kyrie has changed his mind on New York because of KD's injury? Do you think it's mm. that bad? Like I didn't even think of that. They're super close, so I know Kyrie wouldn't just do him like that. Also, I don't think they're as close as everybody make it seem. But True. I do think they are cool enough to where I know he wouldn't just back out. Just so I think he probably was like, "Yo, like, how bad is it?" And if and KD was probably like, "If he if it was bad, I could definitely see KD saying like, bro, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead over there with with Bron, Bron." Right. Because I mean, or even if if even if it's deeper than that injury, and KD is actually thinking about coming back for the Warriors, that could have a lot to do with it too. Like he could be like. Bro, keep it a buck. I don't even know if I'm gonna stab out this year. I might have one more left in the mm-hmm. tank for with Golden State. So that's weird. Like I didn't think about it like that because obviously everybody was saying KD Kyrie to the Knicks. Now all of a sudden you don't even hear Kyrie's name being mixed because with look, the Knicks. It's look, either it's, the Lakers or the uh Nets right look, now. So if KD really is like if this is injury that could make him lose it like a a step losing mm-hmm. injury like i think that him going back to the warriors and him telling k Kyrie to go elsewhere i think that would he would have a better chance winning there than going to new york i think he would have a better chance with the warriors in being fully healthy nah. or being himself in new york with Kyrie. I don't think it would be something that would make you lose a step. I just think it would be more from the uh, from this perspective of like, do you want to be coming off of a serious injury and then trying to go shoulder a whole load for mm-hmm. a whole season and prove yourself to a whole, especially yeah. in New York? Just hold on. I, I think he would be looking at it like maybe hold off on that for a year until I know I'm back. He could come back to the Warriors. You know, mm-hmm. he don't got to carry that big heavy load. You know what I'm saying? He could kind of rest a little bit, make sure he rehab. He ain't got to rush back to make sure they make the playoffs or none of that mm-hmm. shit. He know they can make the playoffs without him. So he could he could wait till after the Christmas break to come back if he really needed to. Like, just speculate. And we don't know, obviously, how serious the injury is. I'm just saying, like, it would be easy an easier rehab process with the Warriors as opposed to trying to be on a team where – Y'all ain't even making the playoffs if you ain't on the court. Like with Braun this year, and you like don't that. know, and you don't know they train the staff either over there. Exactly, right? You, you familiar with yeah, with your trainer and all that is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I think if the injury really is real serious, I don't think KD leaves. I don't think it makes sense for him to. A big thing though now, what I think people missing too, is that um, cause I heard, I watched some of this like a few weeks ago. Um, Chris Broussard was talking about it. <laughs> it's ironic that we talking about Chris Broussard with KD after what happened, but <laughs> right. Chris Broussard, uh, I, speaking of that, I ain't like that, but I ain't going to even get it. KD has apparently linked up with, like, this super, like, pretty much, like, one of the richest dudes in the world, and he's based out of uh, San Francisco, like, out there, uh, mm-hmm. where they play, and uh, he has, like, he's in, like, got his hands in, like, a lot of things out there. Even though they said, like, his, like, team has been setting up in New York, like, doing small little things, I still think he has some big things going on out there in Golden State. 
some shit he probably still want to continue just to like Bron, to. just like Bron. like i mean i think the whole world know that Bron don't want to play for the lakers it's just I a lot of shit going to, on I in la be in la mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i don't think he wants to play for them like i i just think it's bigger than basketball in 2019 for these new like superstars i can agree with that so uh let's 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 talk the series some more man it's this series has the potential to to be a special one, but in order for it to be a special one, somebody's going to have to step up outside of the norm, outside of a Kawhi, outside of Steph Curry. So my question to you guys is, for each team, who would you consider to be the key player in this series? Sam, we'll start with you. Who Who would you say are the key players, one for the Warriors or the Raptors or however many you believe will be the key players? I think for the Warriors – the key players is the others, like not not Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but everybody else. The, all the rest of those guys, they got to be just as good as they were against the Trailblazers. It's like Kayvon Looney, he, he's starting to look like he's starting to come into his own a little bit, starting to get familiar with playing. And then hopefully Damian James will be able to come back too. He, he he he's solid, but I mean, the, the for the Warriors, they got the bench got to be well. The rest of those guys got to be good because they they're gonna be definitely needed. And then for the Raptors, I think Cal Lowry and pa, uh, Pascal Siakam, they they got to if they if the Raptors go win this series, it, it's not just gonna be Kawhi. There's no way Kawhi's gonna do it on his own. It's, they're gonna have to get big performances from those two guys at least once or twice. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. Um, my key players for the teams are uh, for the Warriors. I got Andre Iguodala, and the reason why I have Iggy uh, is mostly because a lot of people are not touching on it. But Iguodala's got some nagging injuries that a lot of people are not talking Achilles. about. Yeah, he's got some shit that's not necessarily uh, easy to cope with. And even alongside that, you're going to be asking a lot from Iggy. Uh, with him having an Achilles injury. Basically, he's going to be most likely your primary defender on Kawhi. So with that Clay? being, yeah, Clay too. Clay going to get some of that. But I I believe that they'll, uh, if Iggy is able to play and able to suit up and be good to go, I believe he'll be the primary defender. I think, I think uh, obviously, Clay will get some of that. But I think to start things off and to get shit jumping, they're going to have Iggy on Kawhi. And that's asking a lot. So I think we're going to have to see a level of uh, defense from Iggy to that really reminds us what he's capable of doing defensively. We know he's, he's good, gonna, but we're going to need him to try. I don't think that he's capable of it just because of the way that Kawhi has been playing, but we're going to need him to try to fluster Kawhi in order for him, in order for them to be successful. He's a different type of lockdown defender though. He's not going to lock you down numbers wise. He just when he need to stop, he gonna get that bitch. That's that veteran in him. That's that veteran in him. He's irritating too. Yes, he's a pest. That's what type of lockdown defender he is. He's a different type of defender than Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi just gonna flat out lock you down. Yeah, you gonna still get your numbers on Iggy, but in possessions where they need to stop, you not getting the bucket. I agree. And alongside Iggy, I also I'm not gonna single one particular person out. But I'm just going to say, in outside of Draymond, Draymond does not count in this scenario. But the Warriors' front court players are going to have to have a good game for the simple fact that they have not had to face a center 
uh, like Mark Gasol. And I'm not saying that he's he's this big star, but this is a veteran. This is a guy that they're going to – I feel like he's going to have a good series just off the strength of these. All of the Warriors' bigs are young. They haven't what had are, to see a guy like Bogut? this. What are, Bogut, what are, Bogut um, has a good chance. I well, think look, Bogut though, has a good opportunity with that. You know, Boogie's playing game one. So what are Boogie's numbers against? Is he playing game one? Yeah. You ain't see that? Nah, I saw that they was questionable. Yeah, I did but see that. I'm, we man, I'm watching see him, him right now on, on ESPN. Warriors. Oh, yeah. They see, now that, that changes shit. They man. say he's yeah, available. I was watching, so what's his numbers watching. against the Grizzlies when Marcus Hall was there? That's what I want to know. Like, what I feel like I want to know because that's going to be a big thing. But I also want to know who is you think Draymond is going to be checking? Um, Kawhi or Iggy? Or you think they're going to rotate or what? I think all three of those guys will get some of uh, Kawhi. I think they'll throw a, a slew of guys Draymond at him. Check him. But Draymond fouled too much. Yeah. But, that's, but I think Kawhi, I think Draymond also bring other things too, though. Like, he's a guy that you hate to play against, but you love, like, when he's on your side, though. So, I feel like Kawhi ain't used to, He might could get Kawhi out of his character. Yeah, but you can't trust Draymond to not get in foul trouble. And he too he too valuable. With the way that he's been playing, he's gotta be on the court. Yeah, he, you True. gotta have him on the floor. So and no, like Kawhi's a guy that you could trust. Like I tried to tell Ishanim, he's not a fouler. Mm-hmm. You could trust Kawhi to not get in foul trouble when guard whoever. But Draymond's not that guy. He's gonna get in foul trouble guarding Della Vadova. Like he's just a fouler. He he's going foul. He's just so he's just so physical. So a, a good offensive player is definitely going to get Draymond in foul trouble, I think, especially a long one like that. I think what's going to happen with Draymond is we're going to see Draymond on Siakam, and it's going to take yeah. Siakam out of the game because he, that's a guy that I feel like Draymond is really going to get in his head and fluster. Like he's a it young, is. a young nigga that's like mm-hmm. shit. And B got him out. I don't, I don't know how to. Yeah. So and that's the thing. Like I think I think uh, Draymond would be more valuable in that asset because we know Kawhi gonna get his. Kawhi's Kawhi. But the big thing is you don't want anybody else from the Raptors stepping up and being able to do what they do. And I think if you put Draymond on Siakam, then obviously I'm liking that. I'm liking the chances of Draymond being able to get him to do whatever the fuck he wants him to do. That's about, not gonna be somebody that you're gonna have to worry about too much throughout the series if Draymond's guarding. What about Steph? And Kyle Lowry. I think that we'll see. I, I don't think we'll see much different Kyle Lowry than we have seen the last couple of. Do you uh, think Steph is going to give him 50 or do you think Kyle Lowry going? You know I don't think Kyle Lowry stands a chance defending Steph Curry. He probably won't guard Steph, man. Who you think they're going to put on him? Danny Green? Danny Green. Yeah, that's true. And that's crazy because uh, I didn't name my my Warriors uh, key players. And Danny Green was one of them. The first guy is uh, Fred Van Fleet. I need to see that Van Fleet that I saw at the end of the series against the Bucks. The shit is crazy because it's really it's it's wild that you really think about it. Like we don't think we don't think that athletes really um, their mental is like our mental, like a, a normal person. For the simple fact that Fred Van Fleet was struggling in the first couple of games, but Fred Van Fleet was expecting a baby. I didn't know that. His wife was about to drop their kid. And after his child was born was when his game started taking off. 
So I'm like, damn, that shit is really crazy that his ass wasn't able to focus the way he needed to because he probably mm-hmm. like, shit, my son could drop any day now. And right. then once his child dropped, that's when his ass start turning up. So that shit is really crazy to think about it from that standpoint. Yeah, because it's a, I mean, even though it's like, this is a, clearly like they're getting paid millions of dollars, but it's like, say, you know what I'm saying? If you got working, like, if one of us got work the next day and one, one like, our girl is expecting, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, yeah, we ain't gonna be able to perform the way, right, exactly. We ain't gonna be able to perform the work we need to. Facts. Facts. <laughs> exactly. I don't care how much I'm getting paid or what I'm doing. Like, family is more, imper- is more important, period. Right. Like, niggas is still human at the end of the day. So, Especially it's only you saw right how they that did the DeRozan. I was. Right. Right. I ain't ain't pressed. I'm not pressed. I'm about to make sure everything cool with my family. Y'all not about to, like you said, y'all not about to DeMar DeRozan me. But even outside of, exactly, exactly. So even outside of uh, Fred Van Fleet, uh, Danny Green is important just for the simple fact that Danny Green shot awful from the uh, three-point line. He shot awful, period, in the last series against the Bucks. Oh, my God. He shot like 19%. He shot 19% from three or some shit like that. Like, it was horrible. Yes, he shot terrible. So, they were able to win that series with one of their best three-point shooters on the team not being able to hit. So, they won't be that lucky against Golden State. They're going to need him to be able to hit some shots. If If he comes out and shoots the way he shot last series, get your brooms out. Siakam, Siakam, start hitting that corner three again. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, those those are my two. Who would you say the key players would I be think, for you, Pat? Uh, the key players for what? For who? For either team. Who would you say the key players in the for series? Yeah. Um, I think no matter what, no matter who they plan against, if it's regular season, playoffs, Draymond, obviously. Fat. Um, and Clay. I would say Clay because for the Warriors, um, because Steph, we pretty much know what we gonna get with Steph. Um, even though Sam not gonna agree, but he be kind of going missing in the finals. But that's another story. Hey, <laughs> no, but, no, no. But, um, Here he come with statistics. You know he boy. He know he look. But look, I knew but it was gonna look, come look. out today. I gave him his props. I said we know what we gonna get with Steph. Look, it's Draymond. I, I think it's Draymond and I think Clay because I also think that something else I was watching Stephen A. Smith um talk about it. He had a direct quote from uh an exec an NBA executive that talked to Clay and said that uh Clay said that he with K D and everything, this is before K D got hurt, that he's tired of uh getting the scraps. Mm. Like pretty much saying he don't be getting a rock like that, and that he could get thirty a night somewhere else if he wanted. So Stephen Stephen A was talking about how um, that I forgot the name of the uh, the GM for the Warriors, but um, that Pat Riley, Jerry West, and somebody else had told the man that before you pay anybody, you pay you pay Clay first. Mm-hmm. And you, no, you can let KD go. Obviously, they don't want to, but if anything, you got to keep the Splash Brothers together and keep Clay happy. So I think there's some other things going on with Clay. So I think Clay is going to be an important piece for them. And for the Raptors, 
I hate Kyle Lowry, man. I just don't <laughs> know. I, I, I hate him, like, for real. But um, I would say Siakam. Siakam kind of been – it's kind of weird because even though Kawhi is, like, really, really good, he, I think he's the first, like, superstar aside from Kobe that does not pass the ball. Like, at all. <laughs> and I think they're winning, so I think they like they win it. But I low key don't think like if you watch the game, like and you see Marcus saw and them on the wing, like on the perimeter when Kyrie, when Kawhi got the ball and he like is dribbling down the clock, you can tell like they kind of got their hands out like past the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think I, I'd say Siakam and Siakam and Kawhi. Okay, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Uh, definitely see Occam for the simple fact that, like I said, if Draymond is guarding him, it's going to be extremely important that he produces in some way, shape, or form because you know Draymond's going to take something away, whether it be his scoring ability, his rebounding ability, whatever it is. Draymond's he's getting in your head and taking something away, a guy like Siakam. But uh, we talked about Boogie a little bit, and excuse me, do y'all think we'll see him like? Throughout the series, do y'all think he'll be an extremely uh big point uh, or excuse me focal point of the series no. for uh Golden State? Steve Kerr, I just watched the interview of Steve Kerr. He was today in media day. He was basically saying that we will see him, but I mean, he basically was saying that it's not going to be a whole bunch because you basically throwing them into the fire. True, true. Who? true. Who? Buggy. Who? Steve Kerr Kerr said it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we will see him, but it's not going to be very much, at least according to Steve Kerr, it's not. But real quick, I got to put this Steph Curry narrative to bed real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. I knew it was coming. No, it was. In four finals appearances, though, he he averaged 25, 6, and 6. That's more points per game than – then D Wade, Larry Bird, Kareem, and Kobe in their finals appearances. But look, so we gotta stop sitting here acting go, like though, we can't keep we can't keep sitting here acting like Steph be laying these eggs, man. But he, here's here's the thing: it's not when it's not he getting those eggs, points though. Exactly, That's he exactly can exactly have what he can have he can have. You say he averaged what? Twenty five six. Okay, six. look, he can have twenty points in the first half and score, and he'll have five points in the second half. Yeah. That and that's the same. That's the biggest thing. It's just like it's, it's just like people. Everybody. It's just like people were Stop. saying with LeBron this year. LeBron's stats was out of this world, but you could tell on the court, LeBron was not LeBron mentally yeah, throughout the season. It. That's and that's ain't, ain't matter exactly. Well, that wasn't LeBron usual. Now any other year for the Cavs, that twenty eight eight and eight, it's gonna mean special. something. It's gonna mean that's something. Special. But for the for this year for this Lakers team, nah. that shit ain't nothing. Like Bron and we're not in the sleep. And we're not saying that Steph lays eggs. We're not saying he lays eggs. But there are plenty of times where Steph is supposed to be Steph. Those twenty-five point nights are a lot oh, like Pat saying. We you go, you might go, don't exactly fat. You might go crazy at one point in time, but when it's really time for you to step up and be who you're supposed to be, you're not there. That's what people remember. They don't remember how you ended the game. Oh, he ended the game with 25, though. Uh-huh. So the fuck what? He had 20 at halftime. Where was he at in the fourth quarter? But where was look, he at though, that's the same double standard that is, they used to do Braun. We only remember LeBron that for 45, people, eight and five. But he passed the ball 
for the to uh George Hill for the layup at the end of the game. Yep. That don't count. LeBron can have a hundred points, fifty rebounds, and fifty assists, and they still gonna find a way to try. But if he don't score that one hundred and one point, the yeah, niggas gonna have hold, something to talk about. Yeah, they don't hold Curry, Curry to that same standard though. And I'm tired of that. I really don't like that. Not you, Sam, but the media though. I don't like that. He ain't on the same. He ain't the same caliber player as LeBron. Bro, he's a back-to-back MVP oh, they, winner. We said it last they, episode. People be unanimous. saying better than Bron. Unanimous. The, the only, the only unanimous MVP ever, Sam. You know how Twitter is, Sam. I'm telling you. People have. I'm telling you right now. People I've seen have, it before. I, I've seen on top fives people putting Bron. I'm telling you, people's top five, they got Kawhi's the best player, KD is the best player, and Steph Curry. And people Wait. have LeBron not even in their top five talking about, oh, yeah, because he ain't, they ain't make the playoffs, so he don't count this year. What? <laughs> For real, people, bro. Yeah, you. I didn't see some crazy shit like that. I'm not going to lie. But people consider, people consider Dane or Kyrie a more clutch player than Steph just because they hit a, a, a game winner. Like I ain't going to lie. I, said, I, I agree with the – I was saying Dane was – but this just because, you know, I I be talking my shit and I don't like Steph Curry, but it's, what I saw from – Dane was who I thought he was, a choke artist. So, no, Dane is not more clutch than – he was satisfied with beating his arch enemy, Russell Westbrook. And, and now, not, yeah, that, yeah, that, that made him that happy. Extra, he don't got that extra gear. Like the real superstars guy. So, but what I'm saying, out. but look, Dame Lillard had fucking like what eight points in the game was like three for seventeen, and and the analyst the next day was commending him because he stepped back and let McCullum do his thing. Like I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, nah. Like I'm like, what? They was like, yeah, yeah. He really showed that. uh he he has the ability to take the back seat when it's not his night. <laughs> okay, like, that's like, that's bro, cool. That I've up, I've bro. seen that too, but you have to also counter that with the fact that he did not show up. I I also commended him for saying, "Okay, it's McCollum's night, so I'm gonna let him get his." But that don't let his ass off the hook. Eight points is unacceptable yeah, from I'm a guy that just went crazy example, uh, last series. The perfect example of taking a back seat is LeBron and Kyrie. LeBron will have thirty. Five and five, and Kyrie will have four yep. hit the game winner, and that's LeBron taking the backseat because LeBron deferred in certain to moments. Kyrie yeah, when it mat- yeah, at the, the the last three four minutes of the game, that's taking the yeah. backseat. What what Damian Lillard did? He was, was not. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't yeah. show up. All right, so I got a question for y'all: Is this the toughest opponent? that the Warriors have seen since having KD. Not the Warriors before KD. The KD Warriors. Do y'all believe that this is the toughest opponent that they've seen? Sam, what's your take? I know you're a Warriors fan. Do you think this is the toughest opponent that they've seen? Nah, I think that Kyrie and LeBron and Kevin Love Cavs team, the uh, the 4-1 year was better. Mm, I don't know. I think that that team was good. But there was a lot of shit going on with that team that I don't think anybody felt coming into that series that um, the Cavs had a chance at winning. I think with this series, I don't necessarily believe that this is the best opponent that they faced, but I believe that this opponent has the best opportunity as far as 
We that's already know KD what's going on. That's why I was about to say. We know what's going on with KD. We also know what's going on with Boogie, and we also know what's going on with Iggy. So these are three guys that are instrumental to this Warriors team that we won't see at their best if we see them at all. So I feel like they have the best opportunity to beat the Warriors team, but I don't think that this is the best team. I don't, I think I would agree with that, uh, that Cavs team being the best, especially since the year before that was the year when Tristan Thompson was going crazy in the finals, right? Yeah. yeah, so we was we were expecting to see that Tristan Thompson in that series, which clearly he wasn't. But going into that, yeah, I would say that they were uh, that was the the toughest opponent was Bron, Bron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. I would I would definitely say that because I mean, let's keep it a buck. If J.R. Smith when they did that dumb shit in Game One, then <laughs> I mean we might have been looking at a completely different series. So. I, I'll definitely Back. say that. What What you think, Pat? You think who you think is the best opponent they face? You think? Would you say it's the, that Cavs team too? Um. Well, if we cancel out Kawhi and LeBron, if we just look at everyone else, I might have. Uh, wait, this is with this is with yeah. Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! The Cavs with Kyrie because. Yeah, Kyrie is just way. Yeah, anybody? Because I think Kyrie is right under Kawhi. Like, he's not on Kawhi level, but, I mean, he ain't Yeah, I agree with you. I, I know exactly what you mean. And give me Kevin Love so, yeah, over I, everybody I, left after that. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Love's better than Marcus Gasol and Ibaka and Siakam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would have to agree with that as well. So, before we get out of here, man, what uh, – who – who do y'all believe will win finals MVP for one? Who do y'all think will win the series? And in how many games do y'all think they will win it in? Sam, we pretty much know what you started with you. <laughs> Who's going to win finals MVP? Who's going to win the series? And what's the count going to be? How many games will they win it in? I got Steph, which means I got the Warriors. And I'm going to take the Warriors in – Six. That's that's respectable. I can respect that. Pat, what you think? Um, I obviously think the war. I think the Warriors are gonna get it. Um, I'm gonna go with. All right, now if KD plays, I'm going KD with Finals MVP. But if KD doesn't play, I'm gonna go with Draymond. Mm. For finals MVP, and I got the Warriors in. I got the Warriors in five. Okay, I can see that. Um, I got the Warriors too, and just off the strength that both of y'all took my two guys, I had Draymond and Steph uh, as finals MVP as well, one and two. But I got the Warriors winning. Got the Warriors winning. Uh, depending on if KD plays, if KD does not play, I got the Warriors in six. Um, but my finals MVP will actually be clay i got clay winning finals mvp and i think that pretty much pretty much ushers him into being able to get that contract that he deserves for golden state this offseason because uh i think if i think it's it's almost made up like it's it's Set up perfectly for Steph to win finals mvp this year it really is though what this is like watching the lakers about to play a series in the finals, and y'all picked y'all's finals MVP, and one nigga picked Powell, and one nigga picked Bynum. 
That's cool. Nah, it's cool. Man, <laughs> usually, usually, you already know if Bron is in this spot. I don't care if it's Bron and he playing with four children. I'm picking Bron. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, so it's hard for me like to even pick the Warriors and somebody off the Warriors. Yeah, I can understand you know that. Saying? And so, I'm gonna need you. Respect, I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to chill on that Kobe and uh, Steph comparison in that aspect too. I ain't like. I ain't take too kindly to that. Who? Sam talking about what basically y'all just took Bonham and Gasol instead of Kobe is basically what he said. No. Steph's what? not in that light, so it's more. It's easier. Yeah, no. It's easier. Yeah, the man, chill out. Chill out. Yeah, chill out. Chill, no. out. <laughs> chill out. Chill out. Bro, you put Kobe on the Wizards, he's still gonna Fact. be Kobe. You put Steph on the Wizards, they are not touching the playoffs. Co- let's not get out of here. What you mean, Kobe missed the playoffs before? Plenty of times. Yeah, we understand that, but <laughs> what, but what wanna, we're saying, what but mean, what we're saying is Kobe is Kobe regardless. Steph is Steph's yeah. a dog, not taking nothing from him. But if Kobe Bryant for the Warriors Kobe Bryant though. is in the finals, Kobe Bryant is hands down the best player in the finals. Yeah. Kobe, Period. Kobe, LeBron, uh, we see yeah, Kawhi. guys like that. Uh, that's we we don't even. Uh, well, that's KD, just because we y'all that. don't respect Steph like he need to be respected. That's all it is. No. That's not true. Steph though. had Steph had his, it's his Steph game. had his opportunity to win Finals MVP prior to KD yeah. and Iggy won that shit. So that's that goes to say disrespect. Kobe Kobe's disrespect. never letting uh, Iggy win Finals MVP. Oh, he shouldn't have won. LeBron was supposed to win that. that yeah, Steph was supposed to win that Finals. MVP. The average, no. he averaged twenty six, and in the pivotal game five, he had thirty seven. Braun had forty five. <laughs> Braun was out there but going bomb. They lost though. I think so. What? I think Braun has been the closest thing that we've seen to winning a Finals MVP and a loss. Just the way that uh, Jerry West did it, I think Braun had the best opportunity to do it. And I agree with Pat that year was definitely Finals MVP worthy. I wouldn't have been mad if they would have gave it to Braun that year. I'd have been like. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. You wanna? It can was, I also put something else to rest too? While we what's that? Oh, y'all, y'all watching this? Uh, uh-uh. uh. What's what's going on? Anthony Davis meets with Pelicans exec VP David Griffin. Ah, oh, shit. My fault. Anyway, but look though. So I want to put this to rest while everybody is while the people are listening. Um, everybody keeps talking about. The big thing why they like all the Steph fans and Warriors fans like they hold it over everybody's heads that um Steph was unanimous MVP. I found out something from my good man uh Nick Wright that the last year LeBron got MVP, it was one vote away from unanimous MVP, and the dude picked uh who did he pick? I want to say Harden. Oh no. The dude picked Carmelo oh, Anthony shit. over LeBron, <laughs> and it was I, the dude who they named had like a known personal beef with LeBron. I think I heard so something about that. We need to kill that. that. Hey, <laughs> Sam ain't trying Talk to about hear. the first unanimous MVP, and y'all can look that up. I, I heard that before, but I mean, one one vote. I never off, knew that. One vote off is one oh, vote yeah, off. He got- Nah, you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. So, Pat. $99 ain't 100 I already know. 
Oh, it ain't done, Pat, I got a question for you, man. It's, it's been a whole bunch of talk going on uh, on this topic basically all day today. Doc Rivers came out and said Kawhi's the closest thing we've seen to Jordan. What, what's your take on that? Man, I want to just smack Doc Rivers through the TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't like, like, obviously, I don't know Jordan personally, but I do know people that have met him. And I've heard stories even from other celebrities um, <laughs> that Jordan is a very, 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 like, bad person. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't like Jordan. I love his shoes, but I'm not a fan of him. But as a player, right. I do, as a fan of the game, like, obviously, I respect him as being the GOAT. But um, for him to say that, like, I Kawhi, Kawhi is not even like on LeBron's level. Grade so A tampering. <laughs> Jordan S. It was just crazy to me that he said that. And you and, and oh, that was another thing that I was I was going to continue. Like it's funny because the only person agreed with him, the person yeah. that started that, is Kendrick Perkins. He started oh, that, shit. and then the only other person <laughs> to piggyback off of that was Max Kellerman. So you know what that says, and then. Clearly, we've all seen that uh, Kawhi mm-hmm. wants to go to Flat LA, out. and his preference is the Clippers. So you <laughs> know that's tampering. So yeah, he's not graceful. Like, yeah, like, and, like so he can't. You can't really say he's the closest uh-huh. thing to Jordan, right? Because he's not the closest to Jordan. Kobe was. Yeah, that's a fact. He don't be passing. And like, grace, like Kobe Jordan. checked all boxes: the gracefulness, the uh, oh the yeah, rim, for sure, the, the fadeaway. The footwork. Yeah, you're not getting no closer to Jordan than Kobe. Exactly. So that's where Doc went wrong. As uh, as far as playing style, like, and the goal of how Kawhi wants to play basketball, yes. There are similarities. Like Jordan. He's similar to Jordan, but he's not the closest to Jordan at all. Not even close. Speaking of Jordan, why the fuck did Kyrie, Kyrie, I keep saying Kyrie. Bread, the money. uh, and when he wanted to be the face of it, brand for New Balance. ain't nobody else with New Balance. Plus, you know how you know how Kawhi is. He a little different. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he is a, that's a weird dude. Oh, matter nah, of fact, while we on Kawhi, did y'all see uh, that Instagram? Yeah, live please do that. Sister? Oh, I gotta text y'all that video because that's definitely. Oh he, shit! I mean, his uncle made it pretty clear that Kawhi was leaving. <laughs> Literally after the game, after uh they won, um they fucking uh his sister went live, you know what I'm saying, thanking the fans and everything. Dog, his uncle Claire is day in the background was like shit, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that boy shit. everybody know he, he ain't gonna be in Toronto next year. Yeah, do that, but I'm I glad swear. it's like a 10 second video. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send y'all the has been floating around a lot and it's been getting a lot of energy, so I wanted to make sure we clear that up. But Pat, man, we want to thank you for joining us this episode, man. This shit, another fire episode, and we definitely got to do this shit again in the future, dog. Appreciate, appreciate you for being on here with us, man. Appreciate y'all for having me on here. Give me a shout out one before I go. Shout out, shout out to my man, Matt, my man, Supreme Matt, man, my roommate. Welcome back. We back. We back. Um, I do want to thank our homeboy, Pat, like I just said, for being on here with us, man. That was uh, definitely a pleasure to have him on here. But uh, Sam, let's let's talk basketball a little more. We finals and we touched on Kawhi as well, but 
Um, there's been this picture floating around that you sent to me, and it was the uh, the playoffs without conferences. So basically, they seeded the playoffs uh, as they would be if they didn't have conferences, and that shit was pretty interesting to me. For those who didn't see it, we actually posted it on our Pick and Roll Podcast Facebook page, and um, the seeding went obviously the Bucks were the number one overall seed, but uh, there were uh, a few changes. Obviously, the Bucks didn't have to see the Raptors because they were in two different divisions. The Raptors were the number two overall team. Uh, followed by the Warriors being the number three overall team, and the Nuggets were the number four overall team. So with that being said, the top four seeds were Bucks, Raptors, Warriors, Nuggets. So if everything played out the way that it was supposed to, the Bucks will have to see the Nuggets in the semifinals, and the Raptors will have to see the Warriors in the semifinals, and the winners of that will go to the championship. So, Sam, with it being like that, who would you have – going to the finals what would your matchups be actually let's go ahead and start from the first round first round we'll go ahead and start your matchups um go ahead and read out the matchups and who you got winning i got the bucks over the pistons um i got the celtics over the jazz got the rockets over the spurs i got the clippers over the nuggets wow i got the raptors over the nets i got the sixers over the thunder Blazers over the Pacers and Warriors over the Magic. Okay. So, uh, that pretty much sets up that you got the Bucks versus the Celtics in the next round. You got the Rockets versus the Clippers in the next round. You got the Raptors versus the Sixers in the next round, which is a matchup that we already saw. And you said the Blazers and the Warriors, correct? Yep. All right. So, I'm going to go off my first round. My first round is pretty much uh, spot on the same. I got the Bucks over the Pistons. I got the Celtics over the Jazz. I got the Rockets over the Spurs. I got the Nuggets over the Clippers. I didn't see I don't see that upset happening. Um I got the Raptors over the Nets. This is where my upset comes in. I got the Thunder over the Sixers off the strength that you know Russell Westbrook don't like Joel Embiid. So we was going to see a, 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 a Russ that was not going to let them lose that series. And uh, beyond that, I had Blazers over Pacers and obviously Warriors over the Magic. So your second round, who you have winning? The Bucks and the Rockets, Raptors and Warriors. Okay, so uh, pretty much, yeah, this uh, – you had the Rockets. Oh, you had the Rockets and the Clippers. So uh, the Rockets over the Clippers, Bucks over the Celtics, Raptors over the Sixers, as we saw, and Blazers or Warriors over Blazers, right? Yeah. All right. So how'd your semis go? The Raptors and the Warriors, which is actually our NBA Finals, uh, our NBA Finals matchup now is the semifinals in yours, and you also got the Bucks. And the Rockets, which is a that's a barn burner to me. So, uh, before we get to what how yours played out, I'll do my second round as well. I have the Bucks over the Celtics, which we already saw. Um, Rockets and Nuggets was actually uh, if that was if that was a, a series that we would have saw, I think that would have been a very good series. Um, I think Rockets obviously come out on top of that. But I think that that game goes the distance. I think it goes seven games, but the Rockets win. 
Um, Raptors over the Thunder by a landslide. I don't think that that's close at all. Um, next round, Warriors over Blazers, which we, we saw how that played out. So, yeah, that's my round two matchup. So, your semis, who you got? The Warriors and the Rockets in the finals. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the unanimous answer here. I had the Warriors, uh, the Warriors and the Rockets in the championship as well. Um, but I think I think the Rockets and Bucks is a, a intriguing matchup. I think, I think that, it's the most intriguing matchup in the whole. Yes, bracket. I agree. I think that that matchup is extremely intriguing. Um, just off the strength that. It's uh, it's two different types of games, man. It's a a, a Rockets team that likes to uh, basically, as we all know, shoot a bunch of threes. They like to they like to get them up, and this is a, a Bucks team that can shoot it, but obviously they thrive off of Giannis, which is a guy who is doesn't like he doesn't shoot the ball that well, and uh, or as far as from the perimeter is concerned, but. On the flip side, the matchups would be intriguing to me because you would have a guy like P.J. Tucker, who is, uh, to me, a phenomenal defender. But Giannis is a guy that's his worst nightmare for the simple fact that Giannis is much longer than him, as KD was. But the reason why I feel like P.J. Tucker, obviously there's nothing that he could have, he did, what he could do with KD. But he had a better chance of being able to just because of his size. Like he was uh stockier than KD. He can move KD a little bit. If KD got into some favorable matchups, he could get into his body a little bit. That's not the case with Giannis. And PJ Tucker's a really good uh defender, but I think Giannis definitely gets the best of that matchup. But I don't think that that's enough. I think that yeah, I think that James Harden actually I think James Harden actually could really really assert his will. Agreed. Agreed. I think it would actually be one time where we see and say James Harden was actually too much for somebody in the playoffs. Agreed. I agree 100%. And uh, also an intriguing matchup that I like, even though he wasn't the best in the playoffs, I felt like Chris Paul would have had a a favorable matchup against Eric Bledsoe as well. Um, So that's why I would would have uh, the Rockets coming out on top in that series. Obviously, in the other side, it's our finals matchup, and we already did those picks earlier in the episode, and all of us, me, Sam, and Pat, all picked the Warriors. So, obviously, that's the matchup that I'm I'm like, I'm like expecting it to play out that way now. So, obviously, in a hypothetical situation, I'm expecting it to play out the same way. I have the Warriors over the Raptors in the semis, and I got the Rockets and, Rockets and the Warriors once again in the finals. So, basically... What we saw in the conference, or not even in the second round of the uh, playoffs, Warriors-Rockets matchup, and I think it plays out the same way. I don't think the Rockets uh, have a a good chance of winning. They couldn't beat those guys without KD and barring injury. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with injury. If we're expecting all of these teams to be 100%, I don't think that that Rockets series is close at all. I think Warriors come out on top just as they did in the uh, normal series. So um, that's pretty much how that plays out. Obviously, uh, just for you know, just to give our our fans you know an ear, go ahead and tell everybody who you got winning it. The Warriors. <laughs> I'm sure everybody could you know 
pretty much assume that. I know that, everybody but. hate me, but it's not my fault that all my teams are good. No, oh, here this nigga go. He deserves it because he had quite some time to wait for this to happen. Sam was in a nice little drought for his teams as far as well, being. USC actually went back down, so I ain't four for four. That's true. Three out of four. That's true. Three out of four. You, yeah, you you in a good position. So, um, I think that in that conference, no conference, uh, conference list playoffs. Like I said, the biggest thing was did Katie get injured prior to you know the conference finals because in the and obviously in actuality Kevin Durant got hurt in the second round so if he gets injured in the second round then that means that they see who uh the Raptors without KD as they might see him in real life that's how it would have played out right I believe so yeah so it would have been uh I think it would have been intriguing but like I said I think it plays out pretty much the same way it's playing out right now but um before we get out of here, man, let's touch on two topics that aren't necessarily NBA related. Let's talk about Jawan Howard, man. Jawan Howard is the new head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, and I like that. I like that pickup a lot. Um, reason why I like it is because I think that obviously it's it's, it's dope because he was a member of the Fab Five, and you want to bring somebody back that has the likeness of your fans that your fans love. So. That's obviously a plus because it's going to – I feel like it would have been hard to replace a guy like Beeline with just anybody. I feel like Jawan Howard is – he's the guy. He's a good guy that you can – that your fans are honestly happy about. Um, Reason why I think that it's good for the program as a whole, though, is because Jawan Howard's name automatically is going to bring in better recruits. And Michigan, they've had a history of having good players – but they have not had any players that were highly touted. They hadn't. They weren't pulling in the big names as far as um, the guys who. Oh my goodness! Did what? LeBron James' sons, Bronny, expected to team up with Dwayne Wade's sons here at Sierra Canyon? Oh lord! <laughs> oh my gosh! ESPN just sent that alert to my phone. Wow. And that's something that I was actually going to touch on. That's crazy that it happened right now because I was just about to say, Jawan Howard will bring in players that most other coaches couldn't because of his ties to the NBA. This is not a not only a guy that played in the NBA, but he also coached in the NBA as far as being an assistant. And players are going to be more comfortable with coming to, coming to him off the strength that this is a guy that we know he knows the game, so he can prepare us to get us ready for that next level. And, excuse me, I think that he'll get more or he'll get better players, but I also think he'll get more of of, uh, a higher share of what most of these other colleges are getting, which is a lot of one-and-dones. But I don't necessarily believe that that's a bad thing. I just think that it's going to change things a little bit and – Word on the street is that he already got uh, Zaire Wade in his pocket. So if he can pull in that as a big time, as a big recruit and things go well, that only sets things up for the future. So I think that that would be huge. I think that would be huge. What's your take on it? What do you think Jawan Howard to Michigan means for the program? I agree 100%. As far as recruiting, um, 
he's going to be able to get a be able to touch a lot more players than Beeline could. It's not taking nothing away from John Beeline. Um, he's a great coach, but uh, Jawan Howard has a lot of NBA connections, and um, that that will definitely help. I agree with that, and I also uh, think that it's going to um, help Michigan actually start to embrace the Fat Five era. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they've been having a lot of issues or whatever. Now Jalen Rose is hype about Michigan again, and Chris Webber. Like, so hopefully that all plays itself out as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's really it. I mean, Michigan, they expect to see them um, heavy on their national recruiting scene. Yeah, I think that that's uh, obviously outside of him being a fan favorite. I think that that's probably one of the most important things to them is the fact that he brings that to the table. And that's what he has a leg up on outside of just about anybody else that they could have hired. So I think that that's big. So um, I guess last topic of the day, man, a guy that is supposed to actually be going to college this year, uh, who reclassified to be able to go to college this year, to be eligible to go to college, um, decided that he wants to go overseas. And this is a guy, R.J. Hampton, who uh, he was the number one player for next year, right? Was yep. he the number one? Yeah, number one overall. Yeah, number one guy in next year's class as far as going into college. But he decided to reclassify, and now he decided to take his talents overseas. So how beneficial do you think that going overseas will be for him? For those who don't know, he will be going to New Zealand, playing in the Australia Basketball League. Um. I think immediately it'll be a, a good benefit because, I mean, he's getting a check instead of having to go to college. Mm-hmm. But the one thing about overseas is to keep that high lottery status, you really got to go crazy over there mm-hmm. as opposed to in college. Like, it's a lot more pressure to perform when you go over there. But I think a lot of these um, players looked at how Zion was – taken advantage of this year as far as the NCAA is concerned and how much they advertised him and just I never I, I haven't seen the NCAA do some of the stuff they did this year with Zion it was kind of disturbing to me personally mm-hmm. but um, I guess that's because I've been on the side of trying to get college play well not trying to get because I ain't got that type of voice but I mean I've been on the side been an advocate for it yeah for paying college athletes for so long that I noticed that type of shit like Every commercial was Zion this, Zion that. Like, Duke might not even be playing. They showing Zion highlights. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just crazy how much they advertised Zion and how he was on everything as far as the NCAA is concerned. But if he was to get a burger from a booster, he'd be ineligible. Like, I, I just don't understand it. And I think that a lot of players in the future are going to start making this move overseas or if they do that thing with the G League, maybe that will help. But they got to find some other uh, route to the league because this NCAA stuff is starting to get ridiculous mm-hmm. and kids are starting to notice it. Yeah, I agree. And it's crazy that you said that because I literally have in my notes, I think the Zion thing has something to do with his decision. And, I mean, I feel like anybody in their right mind will believe that. Personally, as far as the move is concerned, I like it. And the reason why I like it is because – uh, he's going to a good league, and we're actually going to see just how talented this young man is. Obviously, we've seen he's talented, and he can play with guys his age. 
But going to college, that's basically what he was going to be doing is playing got playing with guys his age. Now we get to see him on a level to where he's playing with grown men. Like these are not guys his age. We will be seeing him playing against guys older than him, more physical to, than him, and guys who have much more uh, professional experience than him, obviously. So it'll be good to see how he adjusts to that. But he's playing, like I said, he's playing in a good league. We've seen guys like Andrew Bogut and Patty Mills play in this league. So we know that it's, it's a league that guys in the NBA have played in. It's not just your slouch. And I think it'll help him grow up a lot faster and get him uh, prepared for the NBA um, biggest thing is he's going to a team that's a legit contender. This is a team who has been to, I want to say, four, I think it was four four finals in the last eight years. So that's, uh, I think that, that that definitely bodes well. That speaks volumes as to what we'll see. If we see him dominate on a high level, then, yeah, that, that just means that he's good as everybody's expecting him to be. But like you said, there is also a, a a big chance that it hurts his draft stock a little bit because if you don't go over there and go super crazy, like you said, like basically what he's going to have to do, I mean, it, it could hurt him. So we'll definitely see. Um, he, uh, he came out and made a statement that he watched Luka Doncic play over there, and that's what really uh, excited him about deciding to do this. And uh, – there was uh who was the guy? It was another guy that did this. Uh Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, Terrence Ferguson did that. And it ain't work out for him. Exactly. RJ Hampton, he a little different though, because he could have went anywhere he wanted to because mm-hmm. his grades are good. Uh, a lot of these other guys that do it aren't eligible to play in college. Right. So that's why that's why uh this one was more significant is because he was eligible to play anywhere he wanted. He just didn't want to play college basketball. Yep. I mean, his statement was plain as day, and I loved what he said. He said, my dream has always been to play in the NBA. My dream has never been to play college basketball. And that, to me, spoke volumes because that, to me, basically said, I like I've seen the shit that y'all do to these college players. I this is not nothing that I wanted to do. I don't want to come play for y'all for free and have y'all make millions of dollars off of me when I can turn around and go out here and make money on my own and still get the same type of uh experience that I need, if not better experience, to get to where my ultimate goal is, which is the NBA. And I think he's got a game that's somewhat fit for overseas too. I think he'll he'll adjust very well to getting over there because of his uh his abilities and his skill set. I think he he's got the he's got an opportunity to really put on a show over there and I think that's what he'll do. I'm a fan of RJ Hampton. Me too. I I like pretty much what I've seen out of him, but yeah, man, that pretty much wraps up our episode though. Was there anything you wanted to say before we got out of here? Stanford Finals MVP, just get used to it. <laughs> so if y'all listen to this, then y'all know it's game one tonight. So game one, who you got? Game one, I'm going Warriors, filling one on the road. Ooh, right early, off right off, off the off. gate. Uh, I think I might go Toronto game one. Stephen Clay, Stephen Clay combined for 65. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Toronto game one. Uh, just off the strength that I think we'll see a little bit of a shaky performance out of Golden State because they've been out so long. 
Um, and like I said, it also depends a lot on what we see out of Iggy. So I think Kawhi takes that energy into this game and finds a way for the uh, Raptors to win game one. But I think that that might be the last game that they win. So I think they win game one, and I think the Warriors gentlemen sweep these guys. But we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, man, appreciate y'all for listening. Once again, appreciate our homie Pat for joining us. Um, if there's anything that y'all want to hear us talk about, um, I guess any topics, anything, just hit us up. Y'all know how to how to find us. Um, there has been a lot of a lot of participation in in the polls that we've been doing, so I definitely appreciate y'all for doing that, man. That that's that's love. That's the reason why we do it. Um, well, what's that? Demarcus Cousins torn quad is pain free. Team undecided if he will be active for game one. Listen to this questionable. All right. Um, so, yeah, man, just keep reaching out to us. Keep letting us know what y'all want to hear and what topics y'all want to hear us talk about and whatnot. Uh, yeah, man, signing out. It's your boy Ish. It's your boy Sam, man. We appreciate y'all. We out.